like to do for you now a tune entitled Shamalama Ding Dong. So hit it. The three of you have convinced yourselves you have extraordinary gifts like something out of a comic book. Two, two, three. You're in the emergency room in the Philadelphia City Hospital. I'm gonna ask you some questions. Where were you sitting on the train? Against the window. In the passenger car? Yes. You're certain you were in the passenger car? Yeah. Your train derailed. Took a curve too fast. A second train collided with yours after it derailed. Why are you looking at me like that? There are two reasons why I'm looking at you like this. One, because it seems you are the only survivor of this train wreck. And two, you don't have a scratch on you. You're searching for meaning in all of this. You know one thing. 131 people died so you could finally understand the destiny for which you were born. Are you ready for the truth? Hi, welcome to... <laughs> Hi, welcome to, to Weekly Heroics. Uh, to special edition, treasury-sized version, movie-type <laughs> Weekly Heroics on TV something something heroes uh and i'm here with the hair metal hero i'm scott hi hey and pat delmore is with us once again hey um but yes uh we're we're doing a little special thing tonight i uh i think it was pat that contacted me and you know asked uh if you wanted to talk a little uh a little about the unbreakable trilogy now technically yeah, or we're gonna call this the M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong podcast, and uh, we're just gonna talk about those three particular movies, specifically uh, Unbreakable, and spoilers. If you haven't seen Split or don't know about the twist, because M Night, so gotta have a twist. Uh, stop now and go see Split. Um, yeah, you should just see it anyway because it's a really, really good. Yeah. Thriller. So, so now that you're back, um, yeah, Split. It, we learned at the end of that movie is is um, an unbreakable tie-in, and then lo and behold, we got a trailer a little while ago and some news about a movie called Glass coming out. And we'll discuss that trailer too, but we're just gonna kind of bat around our ideas on this little universe that M Night's uh, created for us and. And go from there and, and try to have some laughs doing it. Oh, okay. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> this is totally free form. We haven't done one of these little round tables uh, in a wow. while and not on three movies, so anything yeah. could happen, folks. So I, I, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll jump right in, I guess. Uh, wait, did, did everybody see this first run in the theater? I saw Unbreakable first run in the theater. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's, yeah me too. It was. Uh, I took a girl out on one date, and this was the date I took her to. She didn't seem to mind, but nothing <laughs> yeah. ever materialized from it. But uh, there was a lot of moaning and groaning at the end of this movie. I was like, I, I had a tent in my pants. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant with you and the girl you took. Um, yeah, no, that that, that, not, that wasn't going to come okay. to fruition, but the movie, on the other hand. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I question how much I knew about it going in. Uh, I don't think I'd read much, but I mean, it was in the M. Night zone right after, uh, you know, Six right Sense there. So, yeah, I had to go see his shit because I saw Six Sense in the, uh, in the I theater. did not like Six Sense, but this was comic book related, so I was like, I will be there. Yeah, and then, you know, I didn't, I don't remember if I saw the twist coming at the end or not. I don't think I did, honestly. No, nobody did. Um, my girlfriend certainly didn't, which... I just watched it with her for the first time um, a couple days ago, and and then we did split, and cause, and then I because I told her this glass uh, trailer was out, you know, like at Comic Con, I think it was, and she's like, oh, let's watch it, and I'm like, no, you can't yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know what it is, but you can't. I have to watch two movies with you first. Yeah. And um, so she was totally taken by by the twist in both of them. Um, yeah. Even though she kind of. Should have kind of known that Split had something to do with it, but we shouldn't expect David to show up at the end. Um, and I unfortunately found all that out before I saw Split. But, I unfortunately did too, but yeah. I'm glad I did because I don't think I would have 
watched it otherwise. Well, no, I, I was planning on it because I heard other good things. Because I'd given up on M Night after around the village, and I think uh, a lot of people did. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'd heard he made another Mother or something. He made some other horror movie recently. Um, that was getting good. The reviews. Visitors. That's it. The visit. It's the visit. Yeah. It was. It's okay. And it is really. Yeah, I, I like it. And so I planned to give him another shot, and then this came out, and I was reading Ray reviews about the, uh, uh, you know, performances and who doesn't love a good, you know, dissociative disorder movie, uh, you know, and as Pat's been well, prodding us, he's like, this is Legion, this is Legion, so. Um, this is, yeah, this is a very, very different version of Legion, but it's, uh, man, it's almost more realistic in that, in, in some ways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, we—I don't think we'll need to synopsize these movies. Chances are, if you're listening to this, it's because you've probably already seen them. Right. But uh, I mean, just—I don't even know where to begin with this because I mean, that first movie's 18 years old now, and I—I yeah. I remember at the time M Night saying that this is just the beginning. I have plans for other stuff. Yeah, I remember that too. Never, ever, ever thought it would come to fruition. No, Never not after in a, a while. Million trillion years. Definitely not after the happening, because I thought no. that was thought that was the end of his happenings, possibly. But <laughs> pretty much, show every but, uh, man did not understand the ending of uh, of Unbreakable at all. They were like, well, uh, probably it, like girlfriend were there, just pissed about it. They spelled well, it off out for you pretty clearly at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, and and that was studio mandated. Yeah, David was just supposed to walk out. Um. Which is fine. I mean, it works either way, um, really. Looking I mean, back, I didn't like, I honestly, that was one of the few things that stuck in my craw. A lot of people call it a perfect movie, but I have to dispute that. It's, um, just it's one not of the up little there, things that stick in my craw is the little recap the at the end. Yeah, the, the but in some, ways, in some ways, if you look at it as being a caption box from a comic book, I, it, it kind of works a little better. Sure. You know? Because, yeah. I mean, it's it does play everything pretty real, and if you knew somebody murdered all those people, you're going to report them to the police. <laughs> you know? Right. It's oh, not yeah. a comic book yeah. where the villain is going to get away. No, they could have just maybe shown that instead of, you know, it felt like the bad, you know, a end to a bad, like, TV cop docudrama or something. Yeah. It, uh, that's a minor, honestly, it's a minor thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, I mean, everything, it, it, say what you will about Shyamalan and his reliance on twist. Um, his scripts are pretty damn tight. And, um, He's, in terms of tension and actual filmmaking ability, he definitely has it. It's just he's got to have the right material, and this is certainly the right material. Now, Pat, you, did you say you saw it when it first came out? Because you, you would have been even more yeah, young than you already are. Yeah, it was, it was 18. Yeah, okay. I, um, no, I, I absolutely loved it, and I, I, I just find new things in it every time I see it. Like, I didn't catch um, until this time watching it when... When David's doing the weightlifting thing, mm-hmm. he looks right. Even though he's talking to his son, he looks right at us at the camera and goes, "Don't ever try this." Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. which is just which is just like you know something that Superman would have done in the fifties if he was doing a special effects thing that a kid might copy. Right. Yep. I mean, yep. just just the level that he plays this on. But like, I'd forgotten about the movie completely by the time, say, Dark Knight came out. Mm-hmm. Which okay. also had a lot of you know meta commentary on uh, superheroes and stuff, and so I'm walking around going, "Man, Dark Knight's so good!" And it's like returning to uh, Unbreakable is like it was already done and much better yeah, eight years I, before. I think so too. That's the thing because this movie is in some ways a huge homage to comic book culture and superhero culture, but it's a deconstruction that it deconstructs it the right way. If you're going to really play it in the real world where abilities are heightened, right? Where, you know, David's not able to lift a mountain. Right. But he's certainly more durable than everybody else. Something within the realm of human evolution. Where Dark Knight and Batman, I've already bought into the fact that the dude wears a bat costume and beats people up all night. Like, I'm not looking for that to be a deconstruction. It's the wrong character to do it with. Well, I think it, it skews closer to the X Men, which is appropriate because the uh, first X Men come out like the same year, or soon after, wasn't it? Yep, same year. Yeah. Um, yep. 
and so it was, you know, it was more like, yeah, this is a human human evolution thing, or more, I mean, more kind of skewed towards X Men of the, you know, people being born with these abilities, and they're just, you know, slightly above, you know, we don't have anyone zapping people through their eyes yet, but you know, we we've got kind of a Superman situation, and then we'll talk about the Beast in a little bit here. Um, but it also kind of, I thought, watching again, man, I was. I'd forgotten actually how good M. Knight was as a visual director and, and a writer. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I probably owe him a couple of apologies for stuff I've said over the years. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think, you know what? I think he's aware of the criticisms levied towards yeah, him. And it, yeah. he's certainly, you know, he's certainly willing to uh, to try. That's why he went back to his roots and, and stopped trying to just be what people t- tell him he should be. You know, trying the twist every time, and although he still does those pretty well, um, yeah. But it also, I thought, it was crafted to like make you think about the mythological aspects of it. And I've been getting yes. back into my Joseph Campbell a lot lately, so I like how it's, and even how it's shot is just very kind of, you know, it's not the Greek god, no analogies that you see in comic books, but it's still another, you know, well, you know, what if the gods were just these these people with a, a, some special abilities or you know what Hercules was just a, a David character you know well, or went out there if, and did stuff <laughs> or what if a superhero was having marital problems mm-hmm. and he didn't know why right what, you know and that's the big thing with the movie is that it's it plays so much on David is David is not happy and he can't for the life of him figure out why he's unhappy that was a cold blast of water to the face because it's like oh my god being a superhero causes ed you know that's yeah I never basically. really thought of that one before <laughs> but it's yeah and, and it's i mean it's and that's just an extrapolation of what are the things you're capable of doing and are you doing them because if you're not chances are you're going to be miserable if you're toiling in a way it's something that is not what defines you mm-hmm. i mean some people just it, it's the it's the equivalent of working a, a job that you dread going into and you just have to do it and suck it up but never realize it and you just don't feel like you have the ambition to go any further and this movie is just man it it it's such a great breakdown of of real life in that heightened universe Pat anything now, to add? <laughs> the one thing that I noticed in it this time watching it well one of the many things I should say I noticed this time watching it did he not crash the car deliberately to uh, he and his wife in the car crash I don't I never I never saw it that way but it's yeah, I'll never have to go back thought and of it that it. way yeah I mean it's maybe subconsciously he was trying to test himself I get it because that it's was really the first talked about it yeah, so that's really the first time that he's aware that, oh, crap, I did something that most people can't do. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, the, you know, he talks about never getting sick or breaking a bone. Okay, you could have been really lucky and never had anything. You know, just I've never broken a bone. I've been sick, but, you know, you could kind of just push that off in the back of your mind. Say, no, I must have been sick once. But yeah. crashing, a, crashing a car and then ripping the door off of it to get your... To get your girlfriend out of it is a whole different ball of wax. But the way she tells that story, that's like, you know, it's so good that he was injured in that car accident. Yeah. Because if he had been, we yeah. wouldn't be together. So I don't think he crashed the car. I think he saw the opportunity to lie about it when he knew he wasn't hurt, and he just kind of lied about being hurt to get out of, you know... That makes more sense. Yeah. 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 I hope, you know, that kind of puts a layer of asshole on David that we didn't have before. Yeah. And he's kind of an asshole anyway, so in a way. Just try to cheat oh, yeah. on it just try to cheat on his wife right before the right before the first accident, so Yeah. And if you had just untied a corpse from a radiator, would the first thing you do like be to go home and like pick your wife up and carry her to bed? Um maybe. If if I found what my purpose was in life, sure. Yeah. Tell you what, when uh, the way they shot they shot that is so. Oh yeah, it's floating. It's great. Yeah, yeah. trauma can be a ba- uh, great. You know, have some good sexual adrenaline sometimes. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's too the, much information. But like the the first time, uh, 
Uh, North Korea had a nuclear test way back when. Uh, me and the wife had mad end of the world sex. I mean, like the best I've ever had. So. <laughs> you so, never know. So you were like, you, know, you were like that guy they found at Pompeii with his with his hand on his drum. Probably, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Why not? That's how I want to go out, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, before we even get to 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 that standout scene of of David. Uh, really testing himself against somebody. Mm-hmm. We have the um, the scene after he's started to buy into Elijah Glass, Elijah Price's uh, line about you know being a, above ordinary, and he goes to the to the subway station. And I don't know about you guys, but the first time I saw that scene and with the music, the James Newton Howard score, the music in this movie is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. By the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that scene is just I mean the look on his face with the realization of oh my god it's not just this instinct that I have like I can really tell yeah who's bad and who's good and yeah. what what am I supposed to do with this now yeah and it's just just stand go to where there are people and he just stands where there are people and how it, it, that's the other thing if you're a superhero how do you choose who you're gonna go after because mm-hmm. I mean yep. he he felt everybody in that train station and knew what they were going to do or had done. How do you make a choice like that? It's another real world thing that you don't really think about. Like Superman, to some degree, you know, he flies into the atmosphere and listens for everything. Right. But, but yeah, this Superman. was this was brilliant. This, I mean, it's bordering on psychic, obviously, but it never really has been addressed, you know, like that. And it, it's not really addressed in comic books a lot. It's just like, you know, well, they all have their motivations, but. It's not just usually like, well, unless like your ghost rider, you know, who's evil, but, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's like, what does normal guy who suddenly finds these things uh, out about himself, how does he do it? You know, either does it or he, he rejects it. And... Yeah. When his legend is being told, though, you can imagine like, so he sees a hate crime. But he's not going to punish the her. He can't punish the people after the fact. He sees a he sees a rape happen. But again, he can't punish people after the fact. Then he sees an active situation. Yeah, yeah. This guy is holed up in this house, holding this family hostage. He can stop yeah. this. And I oh, I love that the kids save him from the pool after he saves them. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing because yeah. they. I mean, they, that's yeah. That's what the Dark Knight would be all like. They won't ever do that. Yeah. They don't care that you help them. They're sheep. Somebody comes to save my ass and I can get them back. I'm certainly doing it. Mm -hmm. But but that's, again, it's another thing where they build up the whole comic book mystique thing where before they even get into David pushing himself, uh, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is talking to him and, you know, finds out that you know everybody's got a weakness and they just they build that comic book layer in and, and we find out that David doesn't like the water At both is, times I honestly kind of thought that was not a great choice I don't know I, I get the hero needs to have a weakness thing but that just seemed like a weak link in the story but it's I, I, I guess to it's me, it an easy go to because water is well it's an easy go to but it's also yeah I mean it's such a mundane thing thing though it's not a glowing rock from space right yeah something else it's not the color yellow yeah but i I think it's a commentary on like stuff like that too i think it's another little deconstruction and that it's just intentionally a touch silly you know Um, well because why would you think it would ever be a problem right right you know but then of course it's going to be yeah and then of course green lantern has to fight a giant banana or something eventually of course um (laughs) <laughs> I mean, but that, but it makes for that one hell of a scene. I mean, when when David goes to the to the uh, the escaped inmates uh, place where he's holed up with the kids there, yeah. And I mean, that whole section from when he gets into the house to where the inmate knocks him off the balcony into the pool with the pool cover on it, and it's the same color as his coat, and they, yeah. that is just. That would be anybody's weakness, though. Oh, it, I know, you know, but that's what makes it. That's I ever fall awesome. into a pool tarp, and I'm done, man. You know, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's different. I mean, the look on his face—he's not calm about it. Yeah. It's just like, oh my god! It's uh, that first time watching that. Every every time I watch that, where he's struggling, and the way they film it is great. It's so dark, and you only get the highlights on his face a little bit, 
and then you finally get that that hero moment where the kids pull him up with the the pool skimmer and the score kicks in again and it's that straight up superhero shot it's two kids looking up at superman yeah and it's great yeah and then from that bombast of that score it goes into a very the most quiet superhero confrontation you'll ever see where david's able to get the drop on the guy and just chokes him the fuck out yeah and it's it, oh, man, well, riveting. It's riveting. Yeah, I mean, it's another deconstruction that he doesn't completely save the day either. It's the whole you no. know, the mother's laying there dead. I mean, just horrible. M. Knight does some horrifying shit well too in his films. I got to give him yeah. that. And then Split was no fucking exception. But this, when the you know mother just falls over dead as David thinks he's saving her, is just like rips your gut out. <laughs> Oh. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, this just so much in this movie. Yeah, I was uh, very said. I was very taken again. I hadn't seen it in many years, and uh, just the cinematography, like you know, and the score were just really drove it home and enjoyed it all over again. I was sitting there just as riveted as my uh, girlfriend seen it the first time. I think so that I knew yeah. where it was going, and I was just you know, it's one of those things when you're watching it with someone who hasn't seen it and. Yeah, it's like, oh, is she gonna, is she gonna fall for it? It's like, yes, she did. Yeah, <laughs> I showed Maureen it the, the, for the first time right after I knew what the split was last year, and uh, man, she was sucked in. She's a big Bruce fan, though. Yeah, Bruce is Bruce is on her hall pass. So, <laughs> uh, we all agree that Bruce Willis does some of his really most awesome work when he's in a, in a minimalist movie, like when he yeah. doesn't have to say much and just he, he really does have a great face for acting and, and it kind of gets lost in his action stuff sometimes but yeah uh, but um, I think the, only, the the one other standout scene I think you gotta talk about in this movie though is and I think you all know which one I'm going to the stairs yeah I mean right yeah that is <laughs> that's uh, you feel every little step on that one single yeah. bit <laughs> and it's 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 brutal. It's heartbreaking. Like yeah. I know, I know Sam Jackson's the bad guy in this. No, we don't at that but, point. You know, we just but, think he's a little nutso. <laughs> going back, it's. I mean, I don't think I'd wish that on my worst enemy. No, <laughs> that's because it's so brutal. It's yeah. so brutal, and it's. I mean, the sound design when I saw that in the theater. Oh my god. Yeah, because like, I think your brain even makes up bad stuff in that yeah. scene. You know, your brain makes up extra cracks and smashes and. But the sound design does it for you too. But yeah, I, like I was hearing the cracks before they actually happened. Watching yeah. it again, you know. Was... Yeah, but that's also the big payoff scene for him too, because he—that's when he's trying to find out about David, whether yeah. or not it's just just a, a feeling or if he's actually got a power. And yeah. he's sitting there broken upside down, and he sees the guy's gun in the back of his pants, and he knows. Yeah. And it's just the smile on his face after all that horror is just. I love Sam Jackson. He knows who he is. Yeah. Yep. And you find out his pain is an affectation, not actually useful for yeah. holding him up. It's made yeah. of glass. Yeah. 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 Perfect. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have an even cooler one in the next movie, I'll bet. Um, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, last scene, obviously, you know, um, other than kind of the, the docudrama shit at the end, I <laughs> obviously loved and... Um, I, I definitely, I don't think I saw him in the first time either. It was just like, no. oh, yeah, but kind of should have. His mom so indoctrinated into it, too. Yeah. yeah. There had to be a turn where he, he took over as, you know, kind of brainwashing his mother. Right. I'm kind well, of you know she's not in the, in Maybe we'll get to glass. see some flashback family stuff. No, she's in it. Yeah. Yeah. In oh, really? Okay. And, and Spencer Treat Williams, his son from the first one. Yeah, I saw that. Every, Everybody's back, I think, other than Robin Wright. Right. So, well, and the girl but, from Split is too. So. Yep, she is. Yep. I think she's going to be a huge part of it, but I'm sure we'll get to that. But it's um, she'll have powers. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, super empathy. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll get there. Uh, yeah. But it's I, I can understand her feeling though, Elijah's mother's feeling, because I mean, you got to think what what brought why did why did this happen to me? Yeah. You know what was what. You'd be searching for meaning as well, 
You know, and that's the other thing. Nobody ever thinks about the mother of a supervillain. I mean, they, Doctor Doom certainly gets into it, and, and yeah. Elijah's more of a Doctor Doom than a, uh, you know, Metallo. Yeah, and so, mom, mom tried to do the right thing for him, though. She was a good mom, and he still yeah. turned out Initially. evil. Yeah. She's saying his mantra of the three, there's three, there were three major disasters. Mm-hmm. They were all three the ones her son orchestrated. Yeah. Yeah. She had to have known. But again, it's one of those things where you're blinded by the love of family, you know. But we find out a lot more next next movie. I, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. So clearly, we want to get there. So should we jump into split? Yes, indeed. Yeah. I was sent to get you for a reason. There's a flower on the pillows. A flower in the bathroom. Like we're important. The only chance we have is if all three of us go crazy on this guy. Who is that? Maybe she can help us. We're here! Don't worry. He's not allowed to touch you. I've never seen a case like this before. 23 identities live in Kevin's body. Individual with multiple personalities can change their body chemistry with their thoughts. Aren't you the clever one? My name's Hedwig. How old are you? Nine. Someone's coming for you. Who's coming? The beast. The world will understand now. The beast is real. He's done awful things to people, and he'll do awful things to you. Yeah, I knew what to expect. I mean, I knew what it was about, and I knew how it tied in by the time I saw it, but I still, I was in for the performance and was not disappointed. Although I guess I was under the impression that he actually acted out more of the... uh, I'm sure there's some good Blu-ray stuff where they're doing videotapes of a lot of the different personalities. Yeah, I guess we're going to see most of them in, in glass. But. Okay, because I, I thought we'd maybe see more in Split. That was my only real disappointment with it. But yeah, um, man, there's yeah, a lot of a lot of good classic horror movie tropes in this one. Oh. It starts out pretty horrific from from first beat. So and it's a quiet horror too, which is. Yeah. rain at the start and it gets progressively more insane as it goes on but it yeah. is such a yeah it it, it, it the, this movie really does suck the wind out of the room if you're watching it because it, it you have to focus on it because it's so ridiculous it's ridiculous but it's amazing and I mean ridiculous in just this is something that I I don't know could this happen um Did you catch? yeah well <laughs> good I catch what that did you catch this time that the uh, the opening of it presupposes the whole ending of the movie, where they're talking about her her two her two classmates, and they're like, "Well, this is what you get from a mercy invite. Don't say yeah. a pity invite, say a mercy invite." Yeah. And she's talking to the dad. And she goes, "Well, if we didn't invite her, the unintentional emotional damage that it would cause on her, yeah, would be incalculable." Yeah. No, I didn't even think about that exactly. Um, well, the whole movie is about trauma. I, I gotta put this thought out there before I completely lose it again, but I think uh, M. Knight's read a little Campbell, too, because I, I took this, the whole premise of this uh, movie and kind of the larger universe he's building, it, it kind of almost morphed from, for me at least, my perspective, from comic book kind of mythology to sh- shamanic uh, mythology. Okay. Um in that it just kept pressing down and Betty Buckley was essentially Mr. Glass in this in a way she was looking for these people you know she was looking for like this next evolution of mankind um, and what she ended up finding kind of instead is trauma created super beings um, which is very in line with you know shamans comic books and, and, and too. yeah, which you know goes back to the mythology of shamans and everything like that too. Not so much the Greek god ideal, but more like the you know the shaman is somebody that's like endured trauma or endured some kind of serious trial to get these powers. Yeah, you know they're not just like given to them; it's they have to go through something to get it. And so that that was more less like an X Men thing and more like rite of passage. You know, you have to. Deadpool, you know, <laughs> you have to go through this extreme yeah. trauma to, to trigger your powers. Um, so I think that's what this was all about, and and just the different personalities. That were, yeah, Legion was obviously ringing in the back of my head too. 
um, almost too much in that, I, you know, shouldn't be comparing the two things no, they just being joined one. But yeah, yeah, totally. And but this this doesn't have the baggage of being an ex property. So I mean that was always kinda of clouding, you know, my Legion watching too. So this was just a joy to and then knowing a little bit about psychology and stuff, uh, or at least that's what my debts say I should. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just fascinating to, to watch it played out like that, and, and to have trauma be the catalyst for these powers. And it's the same. You go back; it's the same for David. Didn't his pretty much manifest when he almost drowned the first time? So, yeah, and then the, yeah, the drowning mistake, and, and then the, the accident. Yeah. So, and as I said, the, the, the girl who survived Split at the end of this is, is definitely going to have some kind of power going on that's going to help in the ultimate struggle. I think so, too, because the, the parallel storytelling in this is, is pretty great, um, where we get everything about uh, the Horde. Yeah. Um, well, actually, the Horde is just the three of them, but, you know, the, uh, you know, it's... And I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Restart. Just one of your pers- other personalities took over, that's all, and put you to sleep. Sat you in um, a chair. Yeah. <laughs> the waiting yeah. room. Um, in the waiting room. Yeah. yeah, but the parallel storytelling between, um, is her name Claire? Yeah, I think so, maybe. Yeah, Claire is the, the, the hero in this. Uh, and what's going on with uh, with Kevin. And it's and it you're not really thinking anything of it, about what she's gone through until you find out really everything he's gone through and then it finally links up at the end which is another thing I didn't again it's a it's that's really the, the, the real twist in this is the stuff that happens with the beast at the end it's not the David Dunn reveal I right mean, that, yeah you know it's because um, what if they weren't going to do the third one you wouldn't even have put that in it still would have been right. the same movie yeah yes yeah. because the whole time we're getting the, the stories from Betty Buckley's character, Dr. Fletcher, and, and talking about how the, the traumas induced these other personalities to have different head abilities, spaces, yeah. different physical abilities, different ages. Uh, some have diabetes, some don't. You know, one person might be blind, another one might not be. Yeah. But to actually see at the end that there is a f- actual physical manifestation of something more than human yeah. which I, I think caught everybody off guard certainly caught me off guard I was not I expecting that I, I don't know what I would have thought of this if I didn't know anything I really wish I didn't know anything about this when I saw it Even oh I know. do too I do too I, I wish I could have been at the first screenings of this at Comic Con or wherever yeah. it was at I would have been losing my fucking mind yeah completely um yeah. I got so into it. I was I was lucky. I did not know yeah. that it was going to turn out to be connected to uh, Unbreakable. Although I would have known again, with the, it would have worked fine without the David Dunn reveal. It would have been like, no, this is everything they were talking about in Unbreakable. Right. Yeah. Until the very end of the movie, before the David Dunn mid-credit scene, and they play the music from Unbreakable, right? <laughs> but well, you know, they didn't screen when they screened it for critics. That wasn't in there. Oh. Okay, yeah. But see, I think yeah. I would have known, even if I knew nothing about this going in other than who the director was, I think I definitely, after a point, would have been like, oh, okay, this is Unbreakable Universe. They're talking about... Exactly. Yeah, this guy's going to be an enhanced being one way or another. Because, I mean, they're, they're holding your hand through it. I mean, that's exactly what Betty Buckley is looking for, you know, essentially. So it wasn't that hard of a reveal to get, but I was just but kind it of was impressed 16 they, years, man. It was 16 years. Yeah. Like, nobody was expecting that. Well, but my brain's always in unbreakable and slash comic book mode, so not everyone's is, obviously, (laughs) but, you know, I I look for superheroes under rocks, so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Mind, you hiding under there? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Check out the Shazam trailer, by the way. Yeah, Um, that was good. Uh, (laughs) But... Yeah, um, I mean, what else can you? I, it's it, there's so much in this, and I, I really like. I don't want to spoil it for people in case they haven't seen it, because even though we've spoiled what it is, it's one of those white knucklers, man. It's and and and, and the girls in it are sm- like. That's the other thing I like. They're not stupid. Like they they're working their way to try to get out of this situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, really they don't they fair. don't just crumple. Yeah, but it but it's the difference between the other two girls and our main hero in terms of what their approach is where 
Claire is okay to listen and reason why things are happening. Yeah. Because of what we find out, you know, what's going on in her background. Yeah. Um, which isn't completely revealed until the end. And the other two girls who are ready to fight, which is a totally valid thing as well. Like, I get, I get it, you know. And the, they pick up on the little clues that the personalities from Kevin are talking about, and they're, and they're trying to get out. And, I mean, that scene when one of them is trapped in the closet and she's trying to get the the latch bolts unslid with the without being able to see it. It's like, yeah. again, it's that, that tension that Shyamalan's able to do. Like in the like in Unbreakable, and it, man, I don't know. <laughs> it yeah, just, he, I got get sucked into it every time. I, I got renewed respect for him, that's for sure. And uh, oh yeah, hopefully pulls out all the stops at the last. Yeah, or doesn't pull out. You know what? I think it just makes been, it a good character story. He doesn't have to pull out the yeah. stops, but take slash the budget. Little... What's that, Pat? Oh, there were some little things in that scene where they were trying to escape, where the one girl says to the other, it's like, and when you get out of here, you can go home and sit on the couch in your ugly shirt. Yeah. Because they're not escaping to, I mean, that's kind of to the point that the the beast is making. They're not escaping to escape. They're escaping to go back to complacency. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to worry about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Claire is escaping to escape. Mm-hmm. And, it's a mov- and it's a movie because it's like, like in the real world, that's fine. In the world of myth, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that just hated the movie because they were like, it's, um, what is it? It's derogatory to women. I heard somebody say that it's transphobic, which I had a long argument with them about. Where is there a trans character in this movie? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm confused on that one. I have a, I have a. One of my friends who is trans, like, tried to spell it out for me that it's like because the Patricia character exists, if I go somewhere in public and make a speech, somebody could snicker and go, ha, it's Patricia from. Well, um, yeah, the assholes are going to do that anyway, but, you know. Even though she's like five foot one and doesn't look anything like. There are literally, with dissociative identity disorder, some personalities are the opposite gender of the person so it happens I mean. and also like the the duggers and other people that abuse their children tell yeah. them things like because this happened to you you're blessed right oh yeah, yeah. which the, if you wish for this not to have occurred you are basically taking away a blessing that was given to you yeah and that's kind of what the beast says to uh to claire at the end of the movie is that you know, because she's gone through this, she's she's different and she's better. Right. Well, that reminded me of the part in Legion this last season. You know, it's like, well, you know, our scars are our armor; it's our strength. You know, yeah. that whole idea, which is, you know, people that go through extreme trauma, they they do tend to have a harder shell than a lot of people, but they also end up broken a lot worse than a lot of people. So, yeah, it's double edged. You know, well, that's the, again, it's the exact opposite of of David. It's yeah. somebody who's literally fractured into 24 personalities to protect himself. Yeah. yeah. And somebody else who is ex- uh, internalized everything except for the fact that she's she's cutting. Yeah. You know? So it's... I mean, it's all just different sides of the same coin. Yeah, man. Talk about... I, I'm glad that actor... I didn't like that actor that played her uncle from the get-go just because he played talking about Orange is the New Black again he played a really asshole prison guard in the last season of uh, of Orange is the New Black yeah. so you know had a heebie-jeebies feeling about him from the oh, get-go oh I know it's super creepy was, super was creepy. kind of hoping as sitting here watching it with my girlfriend Laura, please don't go there please don't and I'm like oh they're going there yeah I knew it was going there from <laughs> yeah. the jump but it's uh there's and more to that get, story, isn't it? I mean, I, I, there I, has to be. I, I was sure well, that Dad was going to, you know, there was going to be a hunting accident with Dad or something, but... Well, uh, I don't think the, I don't think her uncle would have intentionally done anything to the... The father died of a heart attack, runs in the family. That's right, tough right. shit. Like, that's yeah. life. Yeah. What's not... It is worse than that is that he's still alive, and then he's clearly the caretaker. Yeah. yeah. He's still alive at the end of the movie. We don't see him, so... but, you know, he's there to, to take her home. 
but again it's it's more good storytelling look like that's how tight the script for split is they introduced the fact that her father her and her uncle go hunting yeah right yeah. and we could see that she could handle a shotgun from the time she was about eight years old yeah which is great you know it's a lot more believable when somebody is a she it's a small girl you know uh if it's the first time you're shooting a gun, you're not going to know how to do it. But she clearly does by the end of it, which is great. As we said, the other two girls, you know, weren't dummies either, and they had, they had good plans and stuff, but didn't. But end they were quite just as well for them. Grist for the mill, really. <laughs> they were sacred food. Meat, yeah, meat for the beast. And they were the and and they were the ones that went up and put his hand under their shirts too. Yeah, was it? Yeah. That was them. You've been following them since it happened. Oh, I never, I hadn't picked up on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. So not a great plan on, on their parts there, but <laughs> no. Yeah, he turned no. tended to play it off, and she was like, you know, you played, you know, you played it off, and I just realized that I didn't go over it thoroughly enough with you. Wow, I did not pick up. That brings a whole another level to it. Okay, yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, so, so, I, I mean, so favorite personality? What do you think? Gotta love Barry. Um, Barry was pretty cool. Um, Barry was pretty pretty. Uh, well, Barry was. He was the I good mean, guy. It, he was well, trying to, it was yeah. was it? It was only really Barry once. Right. Yeah. Uh, when he broke through at the very end, after um, Claire says uh, Kevin's full name. Well, wasn't it? I thought he had been the one kind of no. speaking out and uh, emailing. No, no, that's that's he was emailing her, but uh, but it, it was wasn't Dennis. Him up. It was yeah. Dennis pretending oh, okay. to be Barry right. and showing up. Because talk it, about space acting, Betty Buckley reacting to it turning out. It really is Dennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really scared. Yeah, it really was. McAvoy should have got an Oscar nod. Yeah. I mean, the stuff he does in this is amazing. Yeah. I mean, just the, the little... It's like just little things, too. Every act, every personality stands differently, speaks differently, has a completely different feel. It's, you know, if you were listening to this as an audio drama, you would think it was different people. Mm-hmm. I, come on, cat, really? All right, well, my pers- second personality just showed up. <laughs> what are you doing? Almost got through the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hedwig's probably mine because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a dance to a CD player. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I don't, there's so much good in that. Just go see both of these movies. Uh, they're awesome. And um, that's from a, <laughs> I said, a, a, a former avowed. M. Night channel. I'm a ding-dong hater. I said I'd never watch his shit again, but... I thought um, Edwig's jacket was a um, reference to the movie uh, Hide and Seek. Oh, it's really? not a good movie. No. I rewatched, I rewatched it for uh, for this just because there's a tiny bit of a similarity to the ideas in um, Split, where... Have either of you seen this, Hide and Seek? Is no. that the one with the girls got the yellow slicker and the weird mask? No. Okay. Which one's that? Now that's uh, Hush Hush or what, Alice Sweet Alice or something like Adela. that. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Hide and Seek is it's Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning. Um, oh, I think I did see that. They're like isolated in the mountains. She has this imaginary friend, and it turns out that the imaginary friend is really Robert De Niro. Okay. Her dad. Yeah, it was bad. She thinks, she thinks he's. It, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> okay. But she thinks he's playing a game with her. She's the only actor in the movie that like gets the story at all. I mean, De Niro even seemed out of his depth. It was one of his yeah, uh, paycheck was, movies, definitely. <laughs> but he's wearing a he's wearing a slicker or, or he's wearing a jacket like Hedwig uh, is when he's playing his uh, character. Oh, what more about uh, Split? I will skip that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Jeez, I just watched this a few days ago. I just don't know where to begin, but yeah, it's just all about the, the character development, then it just gets crazy. And... Alright, so, alright, so it seems like we want to transition to where it's going forward. Now, in Split, when Dennis as Barry is talking to Dr. Fletcher, he makes a big point of saying, well, who's going to take care of us, you know, when you can? Yeah. And she says, well, I have a uh, an associate in Baltimore that will look after you. Now, is that going to be Dr. Staple from Glass? Do we I'm think? I'm guessing it is. Yeah. So yeah. It seems like such a throwaway line when you watch the movie the first time. But clearly, I mean, and when I think Baltimore, I'm like, oh, maybe she sent it up to Hannibal Lecter. Who knows? Um, right. But <laughs> Now, that uh, would be a twist. That would be a oh, cool tie-in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I, I, again, I that trailer was uh, amazing. Like I just wasn't thinking it was going to ever happen. And definitely wets the appetite because suddenly does. see our three protagonists in a psycho war together. So, like, hmm, how'd this happen? Yeah, uh, which which ties into the end of Unbreakable because he's in an asylum for the criminally insane at the end of it. Oh yeah, but I, you know, the, the biggest card. question is how did David get there? We know how the other two freaks got there, but you know, we don't know how David ended up there. I'm sure he's going to be tracking the beast, and they're both going to get arrested. Yeah, yeah. Is that? I mean, David is. I know he's a security guard, and he's a good guy, but he, you know, you can't break and enter and do stuff like that. Somebody's he's going to get pinched for something. Yeah, yeah. My name is Dr. Ellie Staple, and I'm a psychiatrist. My work concerns a particular type of delusion of grandeur. It's a growing field. I specialize in those individuals who believe they are superheroes. <laughs> Good for you. David Dunn, the only person to survive that train wreck all those years ago. What do you do? I'm in security. You think you have superpowers? It's a feeling. Vision. I have to touch them. You believe you are a protector. My name is Patricia. I have no question. There are two dozen identities. I'm Mary Reynolds. Por favor, senora. We almost got you, bro. That live in that body with you. The beast is coming any minute now for you guys. But what I am questioning is your belief that you are something more than human. My bones break easily. I've had 94 breaks in my life. But you have an extraordinary IQ. This is not a cartoon. This is the real world. No way. And yet, some of us still don't die with bullets. Some of us can still bend steel. I've been waiting for the world to see that we exist. May I meet the beast? I hope for your sake that he likes you. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. A lot of people are going to die. Don't do this. Are you ready? What do we call you, sir? First name, Mr. Last name. Well, I'm hoping we see some flashback where he like shook hands with some, you know, Greg Stilson politician, and then decided he had to take him out. And then he's like, "No, he's gonna nuke the world." And like, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Okay, crazy, yeah. That you know, hey. I mean, these movies have stakes. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where it goes. Yeah, or maybe that's what ended ended him up in the hospital. Is what I'm saying. You know, he tried to bust somebody that was unbustable and. Like, why did you do this? Like, I've touched him, and know he's going to be evil. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah go right Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm thinking to myself, what is Mister Glass's mental state going to be after he was? I mean, he got what he wanted basically at the end of Unbreakable. Yeah, he's but now, in heaven right now, I think. But now he's <laughs> sitting in a cell for the last 18 years. I mean, you know, the, if you give Doctor Doom 18 years. He's going to be a lot doomier. He's going to be, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
And he's probably thinking, he's like, all I have to do is, you know, wait, and one of these super people will show up eventually in this, you know, the, you know, the, there's, the special people are always going to be thrown into hospitals and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hospitals or prisons or, yeah. Yeah. And what, I mean, and what part is Claire going to play? Um, and what part is Elijah's mother going to play? Yeah. So the, the, one of the frames from the trailer is his kid and Elijah's mother and Claire standing together, yeah. reacting in horror at something. So, I mean, what could it, what's going to be the catalyst that brings those people together? I, I don't want to know any more than this trailer. I probably won't watch any more. Uh, and and how I, haven't you... even, I haven't even watched the trailer yet. I listened to it because I played it with my dad. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, again, I probably shouldn't yeah, even I mean, watch this much. <laughs> yeah, honestly, at this point, I I don't think I need to see any other trailer for it. No, I'm, I mean I'm already sold. I do want to get a print of that Alex Ross poster though. Yes. Oh that yeah, was, I that saw thing that is too. beautiful. Yeah. He did a ton of art for um, Unbreakable. Yeah. Well. I had the DVDs, the the signature series, and it, I don't know. I don't think I have the inserts anymore. But uh, yeah, there was some lithos that he did. One of. Um, Mr. Glass and one of David. Oh, that would be sweet. Yeah, I just I don't know where it's going. I, is it something that's going to be able to continue on after this? Like, who knows? It's just so exciting. To it think. might all be one universe. That all of his movies take place in one universe. I think essentially they do. I yeah, mean, they, those kind of guys. Well, and maybe I don't know about the happening, but <laughs> I feel well, like I nobody need to feels give about the happening another chance. Now. I mean, I hate it. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> oh my god, the trees are alive! Oh my god, we gotta do something. <laughs> Two of the worst, you know, like performed. I, I don't consider Zoe Deschanel particularly super actress to begin with, but that was just the epitome of phoning it in from her. And and Wahlberg was pretty much Wahlberg, but and then he butchered tried that. to play a science teacher, and that just didn't really work <laughs> for him. <laughs> he was only doing it to make fun of the other faggot science teacher. Yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> I don't know if mission accomplished or not, there, Mark. But <laughs> yeah, I don't really see him as a science teacher. I can, Stick I can... to Boston cops, there, Mark. <laughs> That's your best bet in Transformer movies. Keep I think we just found a Transformer. Yeah. <laughs> What's it? What's it called? The uh, the other guys is still his best movie. Will never be a fake oh, yeah, That's pretty I, funny. I don't think I've ever seen that one. That's, it's, that's worth that's watching. What my, that's what my science teacher joke was in reference to. Oh, okay. He's like other... an accomplished tap dancer because he was doing it to make fun of, you know, the F word. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, that's worth watching. Uh, <laughs> he really does need the right material. Hopefully, he won't show up in uh, the uh, Unbreakable Universe. Yeah. <laughs> No, thanks. No, it'll be uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's uh, Nyad character. Oh, God. Well, uh, actually, I've seen that one. Is it even worth watching? I like that movie. <laughs> I'm a big Giamatti guy. So well, I'm yeah, Giamatti was saved parts of it, and Bryce Dallas Howard being wet saved other parts of it. Liguizamo is uh, really good. <laughs> what? Liguizamo is good, man. <laughs> yeah. A guy that's working out only half of his body. That was kind of a clever idea. Yeah, well, that's me. Um, <laughs> yeah, do <yeah>, my fingers, <laughs> my arms as I lift food to my mouth. <laughs> uh, all right, it looks like we're going off the rails. <laughs> yeah, long uh, day. Um, but Jesus, yeah, I have to give the old audio golf clap to, to Mr. Shamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> I don't even call him that anymore. I can't be disrespectful like that. No, the movies Shyamalan. of his that are good are really fucking well, I always, good. Actually, I always fuck up trying to say his actual name, so that's why I'm going with Shamalama Ding Dong. Plus, it gives me an you excuse. You guys saw Devil, right? I did not. He produced that, right? Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but, but I, he I produced definitely wanted to. Okay. Yeah. Is, it, is it worth watching? Yes. Okay. Alright. I'll put it on the list. He yep. he's best when he tries to kind of stick to the you know smaller stuff, just like Bruce Willis. You know he, he gets his best stuff when he writes for quiet character moments. I think, and he goes off the rails and he tries to do the trees are making people kill each other movie. Um, 
and nymphs living in swimming pools. Whatever. Well, I wish they would, but... <laughs> sure, but... <laughs> I don't think they're going after Paul Giamatti. Eh. Um, <laughs> it's the first human you've seen, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Plus, that one, I don't know, that one in particular just stunk to me, because didn't M. Night basically end up being the I'm hero of that? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so it's super meta and up its own ass. And yeah, it's very, yeah. like, okay. more up its own ass than Stephen King's myriad of writers that he All writes right, I'll about. Pa- I'll pass then. I'll, st- <laughs> I'll stick to the, the two Unbreakable movies and uh, The Village. Imagine what a nymph <laughs> says that uh, you're gonna write this amazing novel. <laughs> I'm just a creepy jet at home. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. That's it in a nutshell. All right. Hey, uh, Paul yeah. Giamatti, uh, we're talking about Mark Wahlberg, um, Seven Mom. Degrees of Planet of the Apes, or something like that. I'm going to go get my monkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, don't hire right. him again. Yeah, <laughs> Either of them. They, they yeah. need to stay out of his movies. Yeah, let's, not, let's not talk about Mark Wahlberg or uh, Paul Giamatti anymore. As yeah. These two movies, you know what they are. Glass has got plenty of good actors and doesn't need any more. No. Yeah. No. But track these two down. If you're if you're into the into the genre at all, if you like thrillers, if you like well-made movies, if you like uh superheroes and uh yeah, you should you should be checking these out. They're definitely worth your time. Yeah, Unbreakable has always kind of been in the the pantheon now of great comic book movies, and, and I don't know if Split Split qualifies because it's tied to it now. I think, but I mean, he hit, really has an opportunity with Glass to make like, let's not do the Dark Knight Rises. That's all I'm saying. Um, yep. Oh, thank. You. Um, Please don't. <laughs> let's do something. I think he's a little more. I think he's a little more intelligent than that. Plus, he's invested. Yeah. He's wanted to do this for a long time. I don't think Nolan gave a shit about. The third Batman. Not movie. At I that think point. he was done after two. Yeah, he's pretty much just like, all right, producers, give me notes, we'll shoot that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think he has the, the opportunity to wrap it up and do something really special, and I think he should wrap it up. I honestly kind of think he should just do his trilogy and have it. You know, even if it makes a billion fucking dollars, just kind of be like. All right, you know, let's stop. Let's keep this as it is. If we want to do more stories in the universe later, then whatever. But I think he has an opportunity to really put a good capstone on a good product. That's yeah. kind of rare. Uh, he's a young man. He's got a he's got a whole better half of a career to yeah to yeah. I don't think he it. wants his whole legacy to be just you know. Obviously, it's going to be six cents, but kind of no one gave a shit after you know the the village kind of sucked um, sign. I like parts of it I, li- I like the actors and what they did with their stuff um, signs I liked a lot but uh, I mean it was he still did. I love signs but he's not going to be remembered for that I mean it's going to be six no, cents and unbreakable no it's always going to be six, six cents and depending upon how this third movie wraps up yeah um, that's what I was I think Shyamalan kind of wants to be the next Peter Weir Interesting, because originally you wanted to be Spielberg or Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah, but if you look at the similarities between a lot of Shyamalan and a lot of Peter Weir movies, especially uh, Fearless and Unbreakable, incredibly similar films. I did see Fearless many years, like when it first came out, but I don't remember much about it at all. It was uh, Jeff Bridges thinks he's invincible because he survived a plane crash, right, basically? Yes. Yeah. He has kind of the savior complex, and he's got Turturro following him around, trying to ground him to reality. But it also has the fighting with the fighting with the wife. Uh, Isabella Rossellini's the wife. He's got the the little boy that's in awe of him, hmm. and it has the uh, the weakness thing, where originally he was allergic to strawberries, and afterwards he wasn't allergic to strawberries <laughs> so, anymore. So we're saying that. I'm basically plagiarized this for Unbreakable, huh? <laughs> well, he took plane, it in his own train direction. crash, yeah. <laughs> then, uh, like, the Truman Show could easily have been a Shyamalan movie. Um, Picnic at Hanging Rock could easily be a Shyamalan movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe more so than, uh, I don't know, I don't have 
great confidence in his ability to do good comedy. Uh, so I don't know. I think he should stick to the darker stuff. And he's getting really man. Yeah. That was, there's some dark shit and and split that I didn't think they'd really. I'm like, oh, are they gonna go there? And we're gonna see eating cheerleaders and yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did. Spoilers, cannibalism. Um, so it's yeah, cannibalism. Had, it's sacred food. Sure, yeah. we'll go with that. I'm pretty sure that the legal statutes will see it another way, but <laughs> sacred food. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna have to. That, that'd be something interesting for him to to look into too in glass is that are these all these special people you know David's presumably of this same evolutionary tract as as the beast but is he gonna you know we're gonna do dark David are we gonna see him you know we're gonna kind of do the beast uh, you know come with me and rip out the intestines of the galaxy together mm, um, I kind of hope not but <laughs> I don't are, think so I mean, Unbreakable did have it set up that you know that there had to be that big clash between the hero and the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and soldier villain and the yeah. brainy villain, yeah. And I don't count the fight in, uh, what's it called, uh, Unbreakable, because that guy's just a peon, really. Right. Yeah. So this that is the one of... we're definitely going to get the, the brainy villain and the soldier villain versus David, I'm assuming, if if he's going to play any of the cliches, which he may not. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah I mean, noticed if... that there were a there were other survivors listed in uh, Glass's room from other accidents. Oh, okay. One of those newspaper oh. articles you can come in and read. Like, they're all all written all the way out. Like, I was doing... I didn't read the... I just saw Boy in Dallas Survives When All Others Die was the one I noticed this time watching it. I didn't pause it and read okay. that, but I read all, all of... What's his name? Uh, David's Press Clippings. I read all of them on pause on the Blu-ray. Okay. And like, yeah, there's a whole article there. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to pick the Blu-ray up. Then he, he like, lied to David because he, he told David he was the first one he'd seen pretty much, right? Well, that it's one thing to survive. Yeah, but it's one thing to survive a horrible event, but then also the, David has the, you know, the premonitions. Right. You know? Like, he's never been sick, he's never broken a bone, and he's got that intuition. So it's not just surviving, it's, you know, have you ever been hurt or anything before? But that could have been an an intentional manipulation on his part, too. You know, be like, I've never met someone like you, but I've been waiting. Um, Somewhat somewhat like how the Catholic Church determines a miracle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, let me see it. Yeah. (laughs) John Paul was really popular, isn't he? Uh, let's make up something. <laughs> uh, Sanctify him. Yeah. <laughs> he no, looked, he looked at that one shit. child in a group of 10 million people, and, and that child didn't get cancer. Yeah, let's do that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Um, uh, you know, you'll have to do that here. <laughs> Anywho, let's All right. wrap this up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, thanks for thanks for doing this, you guys. Oh, uh, any excuse to watch? We finally movies. got to talk about these movies. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh well, well, I'm sure we'll be back in January after yeah. we see it. I'm, I'm, Mario and I are ready. Open a weekend. We're we're stoked. Yeah, definitely. And I know I've got the girlfriend on on for it now. It's just a joy watching these with somebody that never experienced them oh, before. Yeah, that was yep. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> I got such a cool girlfriend that she puts up with this shit and, and just lets me pour it into her brain like this. I'm going to twist her to a full freak anytime now. <laughs> Good. Yep. <laughs> Recruiting. Oh, I should say, Scott, it was cool hearing your mom on uh, Garage Del Blow. <laughs> Thank you. That was a blast. Uh, if only we had recorded half the stuff you guys didn't hear. Oh my God. There was <laughs> so much funny shit. Um, all right, all right. I'll relay one of them, actually. One of the conversations we had, for you crossover gloat listeners, uh, one of the conversations we were having with my mom was, uh, she was talking about her experience in college with, with Chris and all this, and, you know, how she very proudly, you know, worked her way through and and all this stuff. And she started kind of going off on a tangent about one of her professors, and she's like, 
you know, there's this one professor I had, you know, you had to sleep with him to get an A. And so she's like, first time around, I, I got an F. And, the, and then, <laughs> then she's like, second time I got an A. And, like, before, you know, she could even finish, which was, like, oh, but it was a different professor. You know, I, I kind of chimed right in, and I'm like, no, wait a minute, mom, blah, 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 blah. You know, just, I don't need to hear this. I don't have the money for therapy right now. But, uh, yeah, she got another professor, kids. That's the spoiler. So that's why she got the A. But it's just, yeah, um, mom, in her age, starts spouting out some of her her younger stories now that I have to steal myself against <laughs> yeah that, that, that'll happen yeah <laughs> but yeah that was great and hopefully we'll get to have her back on sometime this summer because for one she likes to buy me stuff when we're out on she bought me a broadsword yeah it was awesome so what <laughs> the fuck am I going to do with it I've got broadsword now so don't fuck yeah, with me use it yeah I wish I could take it out and exercise with it. It's like 30 pounds. But it's like I'll probably have the police called on me because I live in a city. <laughs> That'd be something news for the new folk, or new for the news folk, wouldn't it? Man, men get shot because of wielding a giant brave heart sword. Nice. <laughs> be something new. All right, all right. I need caffeine and nicotine apparently because I'm babbling. So we'll all wrap right. this up as a weekly heroic special giant sized man thing treasury edition. The M Night Shamalama Ding Dong podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Chris and Pat. Good night. Yeah, you're welcome. So bye now, kids. Until next week, whatever next week gets here. And yet, it is true. This whole. 